Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Shot. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast studio in Schenectady, New York. As we take a look back at Saturday's Mayor's Cup results in college hockey between Union and RPI, it was a split. The RPI women scoring three third-period goals to take a 3-1 victory over the Dutch women. And uh, it was the fourth uh, cup title for the RPI women. And in the men's game, it was no contest as the Union Dutchmen rolled to a 6-0 victory over RPI. Union winning its seventh uh, Mayor's Cup in the second in a row. And it was just a dominating performance. Let's, let's start talking about that. As we look back to last year's game uh, between the two teams, uh, Union goaltender Connor Murphy stole that game last year. It was a 2-0 Union victory, but RPI was dominated that game. They just could not get a puck past uh, Connor Murphy. Murphy made 33 saves in that game. And he continued to uh, his brilliance in the Mayor's Cup uh, with 28 saves in Saturday's contest. But this time... He got the offenses of support from his uh, teammates. 14 Dutchmen registered at least one point in the game. Four registered two points. Uh, Carter Corpy had a goal and an assist, as did uh, Billy Eamon. Uh Nick Pitrullo and Owen Ferris each had two assists in the contest for Ferris. Those were his first two assists of the season. And you could just tell, by the way, it was Union was just in control at RPI. And as Dave Smith will mention, as you'll hear later, he thought his team was too wound up and intense and, and before the, even before the game started. So um, it was uh, just a dominating performance by Union. And it got on the way with uh, 7.43 left in the first period. Uh, Farris had a shot stopped by RPI goaltender Jack Watson, who was a, a surprise starter considering uh, days earlier at the media uh, press conference that uh, RPI head coach Dave Smith said that Watson was going to be out several weeks with an undisclosed injury. Well, yeah, you know, You'll know, hear from Dave about that as well. But uh, Ferris got his rebound, and instead of putting a puck on net, he made a nifty uh, backhand pass between his legs to Caden uh, Viegas, and Viegas put it in the net to give Union a one nothing lead. And then some great stick work by Ben Tupker, tipping in a Nick Petrullo uh, shot past Watson with 3.14 left in the second. And Union was really off and running at that point. And when it became 3 nothing just uh, over two minutes into the second period as Billy Eamonen uh, snapped a 10-game goalless drought uh, with, uh, with a goal uh, off a nice pass from Nathan Kelly. And then the, really I think what put the game away for Union came late in the second period. Uh, when uh, Alti Nikonen of RPI uh, received a five-minute major for contact ahead when he uh, got a stick-up on uh, Union defenseman Nick Young. Also got a game misconduct as well. So Union had a five-minute uh, major power play. And this, I have to look the stats up because I really haven't had a chance to. And But I, I think Union has, had not scored on a major power play uh, this season. But that all changed with 2.4 seconds left in the uh, second period when a Nice pass from Chas Smedrud came out to Tyler Watkins in the right circle, and Watkins ripped it. I do mean he ripped it. It was in and out so fast. I don't think Watson even reacted by the time uh, the puck was uh, – by the time Eunice celebrated, I think Watson reacted to that. But uh, that really put the nail in the coffin, and uh, Josh Nixon really pounded it even further when he scored on the power play, uh, 224 into the third um, with a nice uh, tip of a Nate Hanley uh, shot. That yeah, was past uh, Brett Miller, who replaced Watson at the start of the third. 
And Corky uh, just yeah, finishes off the scoring midway through the third with a goal on a breakaway. And uh, just a, like I said, a dominating performance. And uh, you got to be happy for Connor Murphy because I mean, he's been battling all year with the cramps. And he hasn't, I mean, he hasn't played well. His save percentage is not probably where he wanted it to be. But it just, he looked confident out there. I mean, this is his third shutout against RPI. The second straight this season, he won 6 nothing back in Houston at Vesta uh, Ring back on October 29th. And he had shut him out last year, as I said. So I think, I believe he is the first uh, Union goaltender to post three shutouts in a seat in a career against RPI. And the, since that October 28th game, when you, RPI had a 2 nothing lead over Union at Houston Fieldhouse, Union has scored 13 unanswered goals. That's kind of tough to do <laughs> but uh it was just like i said incredible effort by the by the dutchman and this is a game where you with eight games left in the ecac hockey season this is the kind of game union needs to play going down a stretch into february that it was just every it was just probably the perfect game of the year and that was one of the questions i asked uh union head coach josh halgie uh the, the post-game press conference and he was joined at the dais by connor murphy Caden viegas and owen ferris Yeah, I thought he was outstanding uh, when we needed him to be. Um, he you know, bailed us out a couple times, but I, I thought our older guys set the tempo right away, um, really from the opening faceoff and, and carried it all the way through, and I, I would agree it was probably our best effort of the season. Oh, and talk about the pass you put between your legs to set up Caden's goal. I mean, it looked like you got a shallow first and then got the rebound. And yeah, definitely. I was... Uh, Point shot came in, looking for the tip, uh, sort of got a whack at it. The goalie's just sitting on the post, so there's no point sort of driving it into him. Um, so I figured uh, someone's got to be on the weak side and uh, sort of sifted it over there, and Vegas was on the end of it. How important, I mean, last year you guys, Connor bailed you guys out last year. Mm-hmm. Today it was a lot different. You know, Connor got the shutout, yes, but you guys helped him out this year. How important was it to, to be able to do that this year, just you know, have it, have it make it easier on Connor instead of having him yeah, have all the pressure. Yeah, no, he's a, a fantastic goaltender. So anytime we can make his life easier is, is always a plus. And I thought, like, top to down on the lineup, uh, everyone had a great game. And um, it made everyone's life easy when you're just constantly rolling and, and leaning on a team like we did. Like, we felt like um, going to the second period, we were putting a nail in a coffin. But we, we felt confident, like, all the way through, uh, up and down. So. Connor, for you, just, you know, this is your second straight shutout this year against RPI. And obviously, it's the second straight against Cup. How much easier was it this year as opposed to last year? Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, obviously playing with the lead, it makes everything a lot easier, you know, makes me a little more comfortable back there, and, uh, you know, I can kind of play with more confidence and knowing that we're already, we're already up in the game. So um, I think just, you know, the effort that our guys gave is, is everything for this game, and like you said, it takes a lot of the pressure off, so it was really nice to see. Connor, you're going to say it's like another game, obviously, but you can't deny the results. I mean, do you get a little bit more juice, especially being – a local guy, this is a big time rivalry, obviously, for you. Is there a little bit more juice? Absolutely. I think for everybody, you know, not just myself. I think, you know, everybody coming into this game has high expectations for it. And, uh, you know, it's a very exciting game. You know, we've had this circled on our calendar for a long time now, probably since the start of the year. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's not just another game, it's a, it's a big stage. And um, it's one of the most fun to play. So it's exciting. You've done something that I don't think any, looking, just looking at the history, if anybody has done, you have back-to-back shutouts against RPI in this series. What does that mean to you? 
yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome. You know, it's it's cool to see, but you know, I can't take all the credit. You know, they, like we said before, the team played unbelievable today, and like we just dominated the entire game, which made my life a lot easier. King, you had a, a good look on that wraparound early. Uh, how nice was it to kind of stick with it and then get get rewarded off of the pass from Mark? Yeah, playing with Ferry and uh, Ben today was it was great. You know, they were working hard down low. They made my life easy and. Got a pass from handy. He looked like uh, McDavid out there. So, <laughs> that was good. Made my life easy. It was nice to get one, but it's credit to them. They worked hard. They helped me out that whole game. Ends up being the game when you goals. I mean, did you think at the time it was going to be the, the, the game winner? Well, I mean, you hope so. You know, you, <laughs> you want him to get the shutout. So, you know, you bury as many as you can and stop him from going to the net. So, I'm glad we could do that today, you know. Coach, you mentioned earlier this week you may have needed your guys to carry through the first period. Was that it? Scoring those, getting those two goals in the first period, was that them getting you going and then you carrying the rest of the way? Uh, they, they carried me through the whole thing. I mean, they were they were outstanding tonight. Uh, it was pretty easy behind the bench when they're they're playing that hard, and um, they deserve all the credit. Would you like to take this game, bottle it up, and just you know, show them on the tapes when you get back to practice? This is the way we got to play down the stretch. Well. We've talked about setting a standard this year of what you know what kind of team we want to be, and uh, you know we're always striving to try to you know set the bar a little bit higher. And I think we just did that tonight. So uh, we all we now know what the bar is, and we got to you know we got to try to match it here on Friday. Coach, to not only win your first Mayor's Cup, but to do it in such dominating fashion, I mean, just how much more gratifying is it considering that you guys totally own this game? It's it's nice to know that like we have the ability to do that. I mean. Uh, we've seen, you know, glimpses of us being a really, really good hockey team, but then it, you know it kind of comes and goes. And uh, yeah, just proud of them for you know playing this hard for 60. And uh, at the end of the day, we just wanted to get you know get the cup. So however we, we get it is great, but uh, to do it in that fashion was was even better. How good was it to get Billy Eman and going? I mean, he got his first goal in 11 games. He he was awesome tonight. Like he deserved to score in the first period. Um, so I was really glad he got rewarded in the second. He. Uh, he was playing hard. He was playing physical, uh, protecting the pucks. Like that, that was a great game by him. Oh, and what, what was the room like after Watkins' power play goal coming so late in the second? What was the room like in the intermission? There? I think there was there was definitely a little sigh of relief. Um, I think we had confidence coming through that whole game, but four definitely felt like we really took the wind out of the sails. Um, so from there, it was just okay. Let's get another two more this period, and let's keep rolling and. Um, I think it was just a little bit of calmness uh, with, with a bit of confidence as well. Can you your thoughts on that, uh, getting that huge goal? I mean, you guys have struggled, have struggled with the power play a little bit. To be able to do this, get a goal late on a major penalty and then get one again on the third period, I mean, how, how critical was that? Yeah, it was nice that both units did well today. We both got one, and it was a step in the right direction for us. And huge goals, you know, it took the game by uh, by the grasp and you know ran away with it, so it was good. It was good Coach, that major power play. How important is that just for security's sake, right? I mean, you get five minutes of man advantage. It, in terms of just locking it up a little bit and, and taking possession. Of it. Yeah, yeah, you have the, you know, the ability to finish a game off and finish a team off, and um, you know if they are able to kill that, like now they have some momentum, and it, you know who knows what can happen. So, uh, you know, big time for us to, to get those two and uh, you know really finish the game off. Oh, the game was so well in hand in the third period. Was there any point where the thought process shifted from let's win this to let's get a shutout for uh, for Connor? Um, I think the whole time we were 
we, you know, not only do we not want to give up a goal, but we know what this what this means to Murph. So I think that was constant throughout um, to just have a full 60 and, and, and feel confident about the game that we played. Um, so I, I don't think that there was a real mindset shift change at any point, um, but I think it was just sort of the next shift and, and everyone pitched in. This could be for anybody. Since the, you were down 2 nothing RPI back on October 28th, you scored 13 straight goals against them. Uh, can you explain why? I, no, I, I, no, I. I mean, it's disappointing. We gave up those two. I guess. Uh, no, I, I. I like the way we play against them. Um, you know, again, the guys just competed really hard, and they have been. So it's uh, that last game. I didn't think was a six nothing game. Um, the, the game at our rink, they had some chances, and and again, Murph kind of bailed us out when we need him. Needed him to like. And then we, we got all those, we got four really late, where tonight it was, you know, pretty consistent throughout the game. So um, I, I thought it was a good step, even from us, from that first win to this one. Were you surprised they went with Jack Watson and goal for the, the day we saw about him being injured, maybe out several weeks on Tuesday? Yeah, it, it was a little, I, I didn't know if that was just something he was playing a mind game with me or something, you know, first time head coach and going to tell me to, that one guy was going to start and then come with a different one. So, um you know, luckily we prepared for you know all three of their goalies because they have three pretty good ones. So, um, but it was it was kind of a su- surprise when we got the line chart. Can we get an introduction to your assistant coach? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is Hanley. Um, he's nine years old, and this is Landry. He's six. So. Um, Nick Petrullo and obviously going to miss him for Friday's game, and you know, Cam almost got the Gordy Howell hat trick with the two assists and a play. If there was one downside of the game it was that that happened because um, like he played outstanding tonight and was really happy for him to take a good step in his game and was you know excited to see how that would work on Friday um, unfortunately you know, have to let's get ready for Saturday coach looking ahead obviously you have a stretch of conference games that are pretty important I mean momentum wise is huge what's the mindset now what's that mindset shift like in the locker room if there is yeah, I, I think that if you look at how we've played since the Brown game, I've, I've been fairly pleased with the steps we've taken as, as a group. Um, and, and now it's just, you know, it's a big stretch for us, and we gotta, you know, we got to bank some points. we got to find a way to go some, some you know, difficult spots this week and, and win. Um, but from where we were to where we're at right now, like, I, I'm just so, again, really proud of these guys for how hard they're working and the steps they're taking. And, um yeah, it makes it easy to coach when you have guys that work this hard all the time. Now let's get uh, RPI's thoughts on the 6 nothing loss from uh, head coach Dave Smith and junior forward Jake Gangon. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought Union beat us in every period, in every facet, and uh, deserved the, the Mayor's Cup. And, you know, the, uh, the steps that we take as a as a team, we felt ready, felt prepared, but did not handle this game very well, really from start to finish in any area. Questions? Just yeah. go ahead. Sure, but what was the uh, what point this week did Jack show you enough improvement to, to get the net tonight? Uh, so he had a a, a shorter week um, because of you know some injury stuff that had gone on, but. Um, he touched the ice uh, on Wednesday, felt good, um, went full goal on Thursday, went full goal on Friday. 
this is this uh, decision to pull him after two was just um, a mental break, or just uh, what was the reason behind that? Well, we've given up uh, four goals on 16 shots. He's coming off a little bit of an injury. Um, maybe change the momentum. You know, maybe change the mojo. Make sure we don't. You know, if there is any potential for something with him, make sure we minimize that. Jack's our number one goalie, and you know, just change it up. Jake, how frustrating is it now? There's two, two consecutive six nothing losses to Union, and then you know, two consecutive shutouts in this Maris Cup. How frustrating is it for the team right now? Um, obviously, it stings a little bit. Um, we know we have what it takes in the room. Honestly, um, we just got to look at next week as an opportunity to get better. Uh, we got to get after it Monday, coming down the final stretch, and use this as motivation um, to push us forward. We talked a lot about puck possession, and the, the face-off numbers were, were not uh, not your favorite tonight. Is that kind of where it got started um, with everything? They, they just had the puck more than you? Yeah, I don't think it started there. Um, you know, they get two goals in the first period uh, on, on things that we have been doing really well in defensive zone. And, you know, we had, you know, uh, some, some just big mistakes on our part. And then we lost our confidence and the ability to make a pass and face-offs were a piece of it, but we didn't lose this game because of face-offs alone. We lost this game because Union, you know, beat us. And there's no magic. You know, passion and energy can go a long way. I think they're, they got two power play goals. Their third and fourth line got four goals. You know, so um, they were more ready to play tonight than we were. Coach, you're still sitting on the cusp of that, you know, very important eight spot in the standings with some crucial games left down the stretch. I mean, what's the message to these guys after tonight to, to make sure they're focusing on still the end goal? And that's part of the reason I took that sort of quasi time out there at the end was just to talk with our guys. It's better to talk to them out there, let it sink in a little bit that, uh, um, you know, we've learned a lot and we've grown a lot this year. This is another moment. And that game wasn't going to get out of hand at the end. I wasn't going to allow that. Our guys don't want that. Um, but we just need to learn and grow and need to reflect and think, why did this happen? And right from the start, I can tell you that um, our guys were wound up too tight. We had guys that were sweating, walking out of the tunnel for warm-up, like, like they just played three shifts. And we weren't ready for the, for the big stage. We weren't ready. We, we wanted it so bad tonight that it actually worked against us. So we need to settle in and play, and, and we will learn from it. We'll talk about it. But uh, um, those lessons, that's why I called that you know, the challenge slash timeout. Um, there to talk about it, you know, publicly, I guess. How frustrating is it that Conor Herbie has shut you out again? It's two straight now this, this year and last year's Maris Cup. He's a good goalie. I mean, not frustrating. I mean, um, any more frustrating than not winning a game. We came here, we prepared, we were ready to win the game. They beat us. Connor Murphy's part of that team. Their team was better than us tonight, and good on Connor Murphy to play well and get a shutout and get the Mayor's Cup. But, um, you know, we we have this team is has some peaks and has some valleys, and tonight was was a valley. Uh, thoughts and feelings on the major penalty specifically, uh, on Nick Evans, where you have to change the lineup now, and what happens? What what was that transition? Well, we had by the end of the game, we had three guys that couldn't play. 
Like so, that that one guy's out of the game, but actually four. Um, McIsaac gets that that roughing penalty with their guy. We got two other guys that can't play. Um, our lineup has been jumbled for two months, and not an excuse um, by any stretch of the imagination. And um, really, I think that was one of the um, uh, the peaks of disappointment to take that penalty. Um, it was a frustration penalty and uh, something that in um, in a game of any magnitude at this level, you, you just can't take. Jake, Bakken uh, scores that power play goal with just over two seconds left in the second period. How much of a killer goal was that at that late, and especially on the major? Um, obviously, it hurts giving up a goal in first or last minute of a period. Those are crucial moments. Um, but it's how you come out and respond um, for the next period. I think we, we did an okay job at it. Um, but yeah, those, those goals are killer, and uh, we got to learn from that. Jake, rather than you know kick, your, kick yourselves for you know one bad outing, how confident are you that you guys can use this bulletin board material and kind of rally the rest of the way out? Yeah, well, one thing about our group is we're we're a close group. Um, like we love each other. We're we're a tight knit group, and I think uh, we just got to use this as motivation, like I said before, and come back ready to go Monday. And this is a very important stretch to the end of the season. And, Coming up, we'll take a look at the Women's uh, Mayor's Cup that was played before the men's game, that RPI 3-1 victory, and we'll discuss uh, how RPI came back in that one. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. All of us love sports, but not all sports are created equal. College sports have big budgets, dedicated alumni networks, and corporate sponsorships. Professional sports have even deeper pockets. Millionaire owners, lucrative TV and radio deals, and merchandise sales. High school sports have you. Everyone agrees high school sports give us plenty of reasons to cheer. And now's a great time for us to give back. Supporting your hometown high school won't cost you much, but it will go a long way to ensuring the games we love the most are here to stay. New York High School Sports. They're good for our kids, good for our community, and best of all, they're good for you. This message presented by the New York State Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, this is Daily Gazette sports writer Mike McAdam. You're listening to the Party Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast as we continue our look at Saturday's Mayor's Cup results. And we're going to take an examine the women's game uh, that started things off on Saturday. Uh, Union, uh, it was a tough one for the Dutch women. Uh, they had lost to RPI the Friday night at Houstonville. That was 2-1. to one, And that was a game where they uh, went 0-3 on the power play and not being able to score on the power play came back to bite them again in Saturday's game, another over 3 effort. And RPI had four opportunities on the power play, and they got the big goal. Uh, really started things golf uh, in that third period. But let's go back to the first period when uh, Riley Walsh scored uh, with 5.02 left in the first. He intercepted an RPI uh, cross-ice pass in the RPI zone and uh, beat goaltender Amanda Rapato. And that play game stayed that way until uh, we had some issues in the second period with union penalties. Uh, first, uh, team captain Emily King was called for boarding with 20 seconds left. And then a really killer 
two two penalties on Walsh with five seconds left. She was called for tripping. Uh, it was in the RPI zone as it was, she was attempting to try to get the puck. And then in frustration, she cross-checked another RPI player, and that was caught. So the double minor for Walsh. So Union was down 5-1-3. RPI had a minute 40 of power play time heading into the third period. And RPI fired four shots on uh, Union goaltender Sophie Matsukas during that 5-1-3. Matsukas stopped them all. King came out of the penalty box. It was a 5-1-4 situation. Then the first half of the Walsh penalty expired, so Union still had some time to maybe kill off the penalty. But unfortunately for the Dutch women, that was not to be. Uh, Maddie uh, Patterson, uh, Peterson made a night, got a pass from Julia Blitz from behind the net, and Peterson in the right circle uh, fired a shot pat, past Matt Sukas. That tied the game and really started RPI on its way. And then Maddie Papineau scored the game-winning goal, getting behind the Union defense, taking a pass from Ellie Kaiser, who was at the bottom of the right circle. And it was just an easy tap-in for Papineau at the eight-minute mark. So RPI is up 2-1. to one. And then uh, Peterson sealed the deal with an empty netter with 43 seconds remaining. That gave RPI their fourth uh, cup, the second in a row. And uh, the goals, actually, this is one of those goals scored by a team in, a, in the Women's Mayor's Cup with three. Previous high was two set several times in the first four meetings of the Mayor's Cup. Well, let's uh, get the uh, thoughts of the winning side. Uh, RPI uh, ha- head coach Brian Vines. The two Maddies, Maddie Peterson and Maddie uh, Papineau, and goaltender Amanda Rapato. But, uh, I thought Union played a great game. You know, it was a typical Mayor's Cup game where uh, it comes right down to the wire. It's, you know, we score, they score kind of game, and, and it comes right down to the final seconds. So uh, it was an exciting game, and I was just really, really proud of how our team came out in the third period and, uh, obviously, it's a big moment when you're on the power play like that. You have a five on three and didn't go as well as we wanted. But as we went to five on four, I thought, you know, uh, Maddie did a great job there putting it home and uh, and getting us back into it. But um, full credit to Union. I mean, they, they gave us a battle uh, this weekend and um, excited for the, the home stretch of the season now, our remaining six games. Coach, that power play was clearly kind of swing in this one, right? You get, you get to go into the third period. You get that break. Right, knowing you have that power play, what's that conversation like in the locker room, kind of going in prepping for that? that uh, yeah, no, good question. It's just it's really simple, you know. It's here's our personnel. These are a couple options that that we might look for, um, and and go out there and, and and be in the moment, you know, and, and don't don't let the pressure get to you. Um, so it was it was just really simple, really calm, and. Um, obviously, it helps if you win the opening face-off and get in there with possession and take full advantage of the two minutes. But I thought Union did a good job, you know, um, on the, on their uh, on their penalty kill there. Um, so it was really good to see that next unit come out there um, and uh, and keep going and not be discouraged. Matt Peterson, um, you guys got you know, four shots on goal during the five-one-three. Could you have been frustrated by that? But but the, the for you to get that goal there, how much did that really change the momentum of the game? Yeah, for sure. I think we're really big sometimes after, you know, after a power play goes out there and, you know, we kind of fumble the puck around a little bit. Like, we're very, like, a lot of us are really good in our heads about it, and we're frustrated, obviously, because that's our time. That's our time to back up our teammates, especially when they go out there and have great penalty kills for us. But, you know, I think it was a big goal, and we really needed it, especially on our power play after, you know, we didn't have a couple good power plays there. And, you know, they were coming after us hard. They were putting us under pressure. They were doing everything they could. So I think it was a big goal, and it really changed the momentum. And 
then we go out there on the penalty kill and shut them down and like bring back our, our momentum. I think that, can you talk about your goal? Because Ellie really kind of delayed it. Like there, she had quick two-on-one odd man rush change. She waits out the defender, just kind of slides the puck right to you. In that moment, what are you thinking? What are you seeing to make sure you don't whiff on that? Yeah, it's actually funny because earlier in the game, Ellie gave me one and I did whiff on it. So I think I owed her that one to bear down, put it in. But um, no, she told me she's like, be ready like next time, and I was this time. So it was like, it looked like you took advantage of a defensive breakdown because you were alone there in the net. That's yeah, I came in behind her. Yeah. Coach, um, this is a big game for the girls and everything like that. What does this Amaris Cup mean, you know, in terms of momentum building with conference games still on the line? This is a good momentum kind of swing, and hopefully you can stuff like that. keep playing really good hockey. Yeah, I mean, we have six games left, and we're battling for our lives to, to get into the playoffs. So uh, I've really liked how our team has, you know, even heading into Christmas, we were really starting to put together uh, some really solid hockey, um, you know, in terms of our compete and our execution. And, and then coming back after quite a long Christmas break, you wonder, you know, but it just it kept, it kept going. So, um, you know, momentum is, is important, and uh, now we're focused on this week of practice, and I think we have Brown on on Friday at home, so that's another really, really big one. Um, and uh, and just take it, you know, really focus on taking it one day at a time right now, and, and focusing on the present and, and what's going on right now. So, Coach, everybody talks about how important it is to get that first goal, especially in a game like this. And then Uni comes out and strikes first. I mean, just how pleased were you with the level of resiliency of your team today? Yeah, really pleased. And I think that's a cornerstone of, of our program, and it goes back years. And I think, you know, I really saw it mostly through the pandemic. You know, when we weren't playing hockey, we weren't on campus together. Uh, we're on Zoom calls every week. And uh, and then coming back after, a, you know, a really tough season before the pandemic and, and seeing the work that they had put in and the passion, you know, and everything else. So um, just couldn't be prouder, really, of, of, of our resiliency and our, our mental toughness, I think, is – you know, it's a real cornerstone of, of, of our identity and, and how we play. Amanda, they say the goaltender's the best penalty killer. You stopped eight power play shots by Union. How important was it to keep them off the board? And over six, uh, you, the power play of the Union was over the weekend. Yeah, I mean, the power, uh, sorry, the penalty killer is kind of the identity of our team. Um, and, you know, especially a tight game like this, you don't want to give anybody a chance. Um, we don't want to give, like, anybody anything for free. Uh, but also, like, credit to the other penalty killers out there. Like, we came up huge with some block shots, and we've really been emphasizing that all year, so it's great to see us, like, coming together and really buying into that. He had some scary bucks down low, especially in the, probably the first period, definitely first period, and towards that first half, that second. Bouncing pucks, you're kind of looking for it. What are you kind of making sure doing your make sure to stay composed and seeing that puck and getting what's most right? Yeah, of course. Um, like, again, in a tight rink like this with some tight corners of course like you just want to be able to see the pot track it all the way in and even if there is a bit of a scrum like I just need to trust that my defense will pick up sticks pick up bodies and I'll take care of the puck and at the end of the day just staying composed is what's going to help us you know get that puck out. I think I asked that last year the black boards affect you tracking? Um, a little bit because there's the black boards and then the seats are all black and then the curtains are black up at the top so there are a few pucks that like popped way up but um, I think I was able to keep my eye on them for the first uh, most part. We had um, the same situation last year, so of course it helps like being a veteran in this rink, like you know what to expect, but it is definitely an adjustment from what we're used to. Maddie, when you look back on this game, just how cool is it to be able to say, you know, I scored the, the game-winning goal in the Mayor's Cup? 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely neat, but it's still another game for us. Like, every game is kind of the same importance at this point of the season. We're fighting for a playoff spot, so I think scoring a game-winning goal in any game at this point is super exciting. Now let's get the thoughts of the uh, union side with head coach Josh Skiba, uh, Emily King, Sophie Matsukas, and Riley Walsh. Josh, can you talk about the power play, the goal they scored, and seeing the change momentum of the game when you guys couldn't get those power play goals? Yeah, I think. I mean, that's a that is a big difference in the game. I think um, more more just about the emotions that the power play took. Right, I thought. Um, you know, coming out of the power plays, we're 1-1 in that hockey game, right? And I thought for the better part of the game, for two periods up until the penalties, I thought we controlled the game. Um, so I think just coming out of that, I think it's a learning experience for our group to make sure, hey, we can push past that and uh, come out of there with, with more of a mindset, hey, let's get back to work 5-on-5. Five five. And I thought, um, unfortunately, we weren't able to do that. So I think that's just a learning curve for our group. Yeah, so we made four saves during the 5-on-3 portion of it and start the third period. And you're down just to killing off the last half of uh, Riley's penalty. But to have them score that goal, it was – what did the, like, the players – what was the reaction of the players – um, I, I, again, I think we I think we killed off the five on three, right? So I mean, I thought that was huge for our group. You could you could feel the energy that we created from killing off the five on three. Um, you know, we we just want to come out of that that full penalty situation. Just so I think with a with a better mindset of how we can approach the five on five after that. Coach, how important was it killing that first penalty in that five on three to make it a five on four? It's a momentum builder. Obviously, yeah. you, you build momentum off of that kill. Did you feel like that was? positive. A hundred percent. Yeah, I thought we had some big blocks. Um, obviously, our goaltender needs to make saves, but uh, that was huge. You could feel it on the bench. You could see it on the ice. Um, that was massive, you know, and I think that's what that's what our group needs. I think, again, we, we were in that form for two periods, I thought. That's the way where our game was. We were controlling the game. The energy was fantastic. I thought we skated better. I thought we played heavier through those first two periods up until the penalties. Um, you know, again, we just want to come out of those those penalties better. Halfway through that second, it does feel like they're kind of starting to build something. They're fighting a little bit, and they're fighting for those, those bucks in the crease. Are you doing anything to com- combat that kind of fight that they're putting up, or are you just trying to stick to our game plan? I think it was more composure for us. We just need to be composed. I think to getting back to some of the things that we were doing and, and just sticking to the things that we were doing really well through the first two periods. So it was more just about composure for, for our group. Emily, did you feel the momentum change when they got the power play goal there? Um, a little bit, but at the end of the day, we can't let you know them scoring have us go down. We have to like stay high. Or I feel like we've been doing a lot of this, and we can't let when they score, we can't let that us get down. So. Riley, talk to me. You got called for two penalties on the on the play there late in the third second period. Uh, was the cross checking one more of a frustration one after the tripping one? I'd say it's a little bit of frustration and just like them running into me and just how I react to it. No fight or flight, and I'm always going to choose to fight, I guess. Sophie, on being able to stop four shots on that 5 on 3, I mean, how important was that to keep them off the board during that situation? Pardon? You stopped four shots on the 5 on 3. How important was it to keep the puck out of that during that situation? It was really important. It was just, um, like you mentioned, like a momentum boost. Like we wanted, like I just wanted, everyone didn't want them to score. We just wanted to keep the puck out of the net and just work as hard as we could, block shots. A lot of our players got a whole bunch of blocks that helped me out because I couldn't see it sometimes. And like, that's when they were blocking shots. And it was just, it was a momentum boost that I made those saves and then the blocks and everyone working together. 
So if you tug at the penalty kill, the passive penalty kill, they're, they're blocking shots from the point, they're letting RPI have the puck up top, probably cause some little issues for your sight lines. What are you looking for? What are you seeing? What are you telling your defense to make sure you get some kills? I'm just trying to get them to move them in the right direction. If they're moving down, I obviously want them to move the opposite way and just communicating with them and letting them know that I can't see and then like them moving them. So like just communication and letting them know what I see and like, or like I often tell them like either you're blocking the shot, fully block the shot or you let me see the puck. And that seems to be working a little bit, so. Emily, uh, 0 for 3 last, last night on the power play, over 3 tonight. Uh, what do you got to do to get the power play going and, and helping you guys? Uh, I think we got to communicate more and also just, you know, at the end of the day, we got to want it. I feel like we weren't, when we'd lose the puck, I felt like a few times we weren't first on it and we were doing a lot of reaching. And I think that, I think we need to just practice it more. We've kind of switched it up in the last week or two and um, we just got to, like, believe in ourselves and win those play races. Probably your thoughts on that? Um, I'd say we just gotta kind of bear down, get in front of the net, take more shots, and get the rebounds. Um, I'd say yeah, it's like kind of two new groups, so I said just keep practicing it. Coach, before hockey games left, conference games still up for grabs. Coming out of this, what do you want to move? Like right now, what are some improvements that can be made to continue this momentum you guys have this year? Um, well, I think I think we want to obviously keep our energy high after this this weekend, right? It's tough. I mean, anytime you can you go into this weekend, you lose against your rival, you lose points for league play. Um, you know, you lose in a big venue for a trophy. Um, I think that that can take a toll on our group. And I want to make sure we hit reset for for next week, right? I want to approach Monday with a positive mindset, just come ready to work, ready to to get you know better at the things that that we need to get better at to be successful. So um, I don't think much changes. I don't think there's a secret recipe for success. It's just putting in the work. And I think I believe in what we're doing. I believe in the product that we put on the ice. And, and the style that we want to play, and when we do it, um, like we did for for two periods probably today, I think it's uh, it's very effective. Did you get any uh, explanation as to why they did not call body checking? When I believe it twice in our second period. You know, I, I think I'm not I'm not going to say anything about the officiating. I think uh, the officials do a great job in our league, and I think um, you know they're tasked with with a new standard this year, and. You know, we have to adapt to it. I think we have to continue to be disciplined in, in certain situations, and I think for us, um, we need to be more composed at different times too, right? So um, they called some things both ways, um, you know, and I think we, we have to adjust to, to what they call and what they don't call. I hope you had a chance to read uh, my stories uh, from the games. Uh, that's on dailygazette.com and in the print edition. Also, we had Mike, my colleague, Mike McAdam. Was there a great piece on uh, Connor Murphy with uh, dealing with the uh, cramping this year, which has been an issue and has affected his game, but he looked really super sharp uh, Saturday. And if that's a good sign for uh, Union as it heads into the whole home stretch, uh, eight games left, all ECAC hockey play. And that begins uh, – Friday night at Colgate, followed by Saturday at Cornell. And I should mention that, uh, which was mentioned in the press conference, but uh, Union will not have the services of Nick Petrullo for that game on Friday after getting into a fight with James McIsaac late in the uh, third period. Uh, McIsaac will miss Friday's game at Cornell for RPI. Uh, Those first fights uh, from the Mayor's Cup since the infamous uh, 
uh, bench clearing post game brawl back in 2014, which will celebrate. If you want to say celebrate, I don't know if that's a good word, but it'll be ten, the 10-year anniversary of that next year. So it'll be interesting to see uh, the thoughts of uh, those players that were involved uh, in that uh, melee, which uh, if you've heard in the previous podcast I had with an uh, interview with Rick Bennett, he thought that was a unifying factor in uh, Union's uh, run to uh, the East uh, the NCAA title that year. So, well, I thank you for listening to this edition of the podcast. I'll be back uh, with another podcast later this week, probably two or podcasts. We'll see how things go. Uh, but if you have any questions or comments about the podcast, questions or comments uh, about union hockey or college hockey in general, you can email me at shot. That's S C H O T T at dailygazette.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of the Daily Gazette Company. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of the Daily Gazette Company. I'm Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Shots. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good hockey.